Hello and welcome to episode 449 of Awards Daily's Water Cooler Podcast. I'm your host, Clarence Moy, and I'm joined by the other two M's. So M's, let's go around the cooler and tell the listeners who you are and where they can find you on the internet. Joey, we'll start with you. Hi, I'm Joey Moser. You can find me on Twitter at JoeyMoser83 or at a Xanax convention, apparently. <laughs> what was it you said about that that wrist? <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, it's like it was like a concrete grinder. That's how hell. <laughs> Megan? I'll save Hi. you for yourself. Uh, <laughs> Thank I'm, you, Jesus Christ. I'm Megan McLaughlin. You can find me on Twitter at Hey Do Thing. And again, I'm Clarence Moy. You can find me on Twitter at Clarence Moy. It's been a couple of weeks, guys. How are you? Good. It's good to good, hear your you? voice. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's good to hear you guys, too. I uh, was off last weekend and uh, had a good time and endured some teenage girl drama that would make real housewives blush. <laughs> 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 there was actually a... Um, Actually, you know what it was more like? It, you know that episode of Girls where they go to the uh, Martha's Vineyard and then they have that big blow up in the house? Yeah. Yes. That's what it was like. Oh, yeah. Uh, was Marnie yeah. there? <laughs> no, but uh, I, in the middle of – so Sunday night, um, Saturday was – I mean, there was some tension, but it was understandable because we were in the parks and it was raining and it was 55 degrees um, and nobody, everybody was dressed for Florida weather and nobody was dressed for warm weather. So they were all soaking wet and irritable. So I, I, I gave them all a, a, a buy on that one. Cause I, uh, you know, it's understandable Sunday night. Um, somebody pulled, found a game in a closet and they pulled out this game. I don't remember the name of the game, but apparently the, the point of the game is to take these cards and share it with the person to your left. And then the person has to point to the person that most fits the description on that card <laughs> halfway through oh. it i was like oh this is a social minefield <laughs> oh no i mean things that you know the cards were like point to the person who is the most difficult to plan with oh, or to no. make plans with i mean it was oh, just no yeah it did not go well it didn't it did not go well at all but we uh, got through it um and we had a good time what have you guys been up to Good question. What have I been up to? Catching walking the dog. Well, walking the dog, walking Mr. Wilson, because it was a nice night. He's looking at me right now, exhausted. Um, I just watched, uh, well, did I do anything fun recently, I guess? Caught up on like Drag Race last week and um, watched J-Lo's, uh, the documentary about J-Lo's movie, oh, which is really good? good. I really like it. It's so revealing. It's like... It's, and I have a whole new, I have a whole new respect for, for Jennifer Lopez. Um, I just, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and just kind of, yeah, I'm just catching up on, on stuff and like Abbott elementary and stuff like that. That's about it. Nice. Joey, I have some breaking news for you. Oh God. What is it? Che <gasps> is no longer on. And just like that. Oh, yeah, Joey, did you not see that that earlier? Oh, yeah, that was like I, I saw that hitting. I saw it hitting everywhere. I've heard that was a rumor, but I think it was confirmed. Um, I feel like they were they were probably like, "What do we do with them? What do we do with them?" Right, that's true. I never um, finished season two. I never watched season two. Uh, season two is better than season one. It's season two is like 
bonkers, but they don't know what to do with that character yeah. um, because that's a character that I'm glad that uh, Michael Patrick King was sort of like, oh, you guys hate them? Fuck you. I'm keeping them on the show. Um, <laughs> and then now they're not. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering well, if we'll actually miss Che, if we'll be like, I kind of like them. <laughs> no, because you know what's going to happen now is that they're, everyone's going to bitch about season three just because of what it is. And they're going to be like, I'm going to timestamp it the first time I see it. They're going to be like, God, this is so bad. I wish Che was back. Someone yes. will say that. Yes. Someone will say, will say that. They oh, think, I'm 100%. so clever. So yeah. I see you people. This is February 26th at 918. Y'all can suck my dick. Oh. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it, feel like, how are it. you? <laughs> I feel like we need to bring Elmo on or something, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or at least Larry David. <laughs> Is that why Joey and I are friends? It's because I'm attracted to like angry what? men in my life. Like between Larry David, who is my number one crush, and Joey, like my best friend of what 25 years or so. Like, do I just like angry men? <laughs> I'm also kind of a Muppet, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You'd be, it'd be like Elmo choking Elmo. <laughs> oh, God. That is, uh, yeah. That's odd. Sounds, sounds like a dirty movie. Elmo it does. Movie. It does. I was going to go there. <laughs> I knew you were thinking that. I will oh go there my for you. God. It's my fault. <laughs> All right, then. So today, we are going to take a look at the Guild Awards. This was a big awards weekend in uh, Hollywood, as it is exactly during the middle of the uh, Oscar voting window. But um, the Producers Guild and Screen Actors Guild also had TV awards. And we'll talk about the, uh, the television winners there just very briefly, and then we're going to use that as a jumping board into starting to look at, or a, a, it's not right, not jumping board, as a jumping Bringer? off point. Sorry, springboard jumping off. You know point. what? Though? I liked it. I like jumping it board. There. there we go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're going to use it as a jumping board to look to start our uh, 2024 Emmy analysis. So we're going to start this week with limited series because that's eh, just what we felt like. Um, because God knows we don't want to talk about drama <laughs> because I don't know how they're going to fill eight slots. But anyway, that's for another week. Uh, and then, of course, we'll wrap everything with the flashboard to the media we're most anticipating in the upcoming week. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Um, I knew when I was writing the post for our predictions last Thursday night, I knew as soon as I typed out the phrase, these predictions are all the same. I it Can we just go ahead and basically said, can we just rubber stamp these awards now? And then I said, as soon as I type that, there's going to be some surprises. And... <laughs> There were some surprises um, because SAG-AFTRA does not like succession as much as the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice and the uh, Emmys do because they wrapped their season or wrapped the series rather without giving any actor from that show an individual SAG award. Now, it's, it did win ensemble, uh, so they all they all have SAG awards or those who were uh, eligible, but. Um, Matthew McFadgen, Kieran Culkin, Brian Cox, Sarah Snook all went home empty-handed because Pedro Pascal and Elizabeth Debicki won. Thoughts? That was yeah, that was kind of wild. I mean, I I would have thought Pedro Pascal would have won at the Golden Globes. Golden Globes. 
Yeah. And so that was surprising. It's like, there, it's really hard to predict anything. It's ever, ever since the Golden Globes kind of rebooted, it's been very hard to predict what they're going to do. But this was also very surprising. But I guess because he's been everywhere this year and and everybody loves him. So maybe it was more of a, like, I mean, I'm, he's a good actor too, but I wonder if it was also like, yeah, I love him. Let's let's reward him for something. I think that's, I mean, definitely he's been in the media quite a bit, you know, over the last couple of months. I think that's definitely part of it. The other part portion is clearly in the three-way three way race between Brian Cox, Kieran Culkin, and Jeremy Strong, Jeremy Strong did not pull enough votes to overcome yeah. vote splitting, and Kieran Culkin won. However, Matthew McFadgen did. Yes. So I think vote splitting truly hurt Kieran Culkin there. Yeah. Allowing Pedro Pascal to win. Now, with uh, Sarah Snook and uh, um, Elizabeth Debicki, I, I don't know. I mean, Jalal uh, and I talked about it earlier, and he brought up two good points. I mean, they always love the crown. Um, and yeah. then they're always, you know, what's the latest shiny thing in this category? Yeah. Um, and she was the, this was the last performance, most recent performance, just after uh, Jennifer Aniston in the morning show. I mean, good for her. I mean, it's certainly, I, I, you know, we're not talking about drama tonight, but I definitely think she's has been the front runner to win the Emmy since those first four episodes premiered in early November. Um, but, uh, it's so strange that we're on a different calendar and these categories are all populated with people who aren't going to compete next year. So, yeah, and she'll be in supporting. So anyway, um, what did you guys think about, um, what did you guys think about this, the screen actress Guild awards and the, uh, the television winners? I generally like just as a general um, I generally like the SAG Awards period just because it always feels like the SAG Awards was like, all right, we have like five trophies to give out, essentially. Um, and uh, I did miss the pointy tables. Normally the, the you know, you can tell there's some poor assistant making sure that all the long pointy rectangular tables are perfectly in line with each other to make really sharp angles on television. Um I, I will admit that going into the ceremony, I was sort of, even though I like that award show, typically I was just like, oh God, I'm potentially going to be incredibly bored this entire <laughs> award show. Just because it's so, I mean, Beef was going, I mean, you, even though that, again, still makes no fucking sense that a uh, limited series does not have an ensemble section. Um, we knew that um, you know, Beef was going to win stuff. We knew that, um, well, I guess we all thought that Succession was going to win stuff, but then, like, The Bear was going to win. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I, there's been a a trend that kind of started around, it started during COVID. I mean, we've had sweeps before, but we, I don't think we've had in awards races this many consistent sweeps like you know it's it kind of started with Schitt's Creek and then it was the crown season four and now it's like there's it feels like there's three shows that air 
<laughs> you know, I know. I'm, I'm starting to yeah. really not like it. <laughs> and I think it's just going to be worse next year because there's going to be such a, a, a shallow field of, you know, legitimate competition. I'm actually surprised no one has brought up this. I'm not endorsing this or saying this should happen, but I, I'm surprised because a lot of reactions have talked about, you know, there there's only three shows, there's only four shows. I'm surprised that no one has said or suggested that there should be sort of like the Oscar original song category. There needs to be a cap of a certain number of nominees from one show in certain categories. Um, I don't think it would probably ever come to that, but yeah. That's interesting because I do think that would be, because it is boring. You're right. It's like, okay, everything, you know, how many people can you have in a category? And I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how you, how you cap it though. That's, that's yeah. the, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. trick. I don't know if it's like the, say there's best supporting actor in a drama series, uh, if, if there's eight slots, only three or two people from the same show get in. Um, that that would probably lead down to a very slippery slope. But um, I'm just surprised no one has said that because the complaint of uh, there's only three shows, there's only four shows in the golden whatever age thing we're in now. You know, are we in a golden age? We're in an. We're age. out of. We're out of the golden age. We're in a. Age. What's after? What's after this? <laughs> Bronze. Latin? Bronze. <laughs> Wooden? <laughs> uh, um, what? <laughs> but, <I'm, laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, the bear one, this is season two. Season two is going to do extraordinarily well at the Emmys because I don't, I mean, unless they kind of go back to loving Al Abbott Elementary, I don't see anything coming up that beats the bear. Um mm -hmm. You know, Succession isn't obviously going to repeat because uh, it's over. But uh, of the nominated shows, of the nominated field, we had The Crown, we've got The Gilded Age, we've got The Morning Show that that appear to be best poised to take advantage of these, at least nominations, and, and in The Crown's case, win, um, mm -hmm. to ensure it, those three shows being a big deal. Um, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's just a... It's a, it's a strange, it's a strange year for sure. Um, mm. And then Producers Guild, we had actually uh, uh, the Bear one comedy, <laughs> um, Beef one limited series. We had Succession winning drama. Again, repeats of the Emmys. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? John. Well, those are uh, John Oliver again. I repeat. I mean, it just, it just feels like there's just been this consistent thing. Like I said, ever since COVID people are just rubber stamping awards. You know, that's the show I hear everybody talking about. This is the show that I watched. Um, I don't know if it's a case of too much television. I don't know if it's a case of apathy. I don't know if, you know, but it's, it's certainly, it's just all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. This re repetition. But uh, at the Producers Guild for Limited Series, since we're talking about Limited Series tonight, we had All the Light, We Cannot See, Beef, which won't compete again. We had Daisy Jones and the Six, which won't compete again. Fargo and Lessons in Chemistry. Um, so three potential titles that we should 
start taking a look at as we move into limited series and the Emmys. Although um, I'm a little surprised to see all the light we cannot see in this category because of the withering reviews. (laughs) But then it was nominated for a Gold Globe. It was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if it's because like people love that book. And then it's just like, it's a handsome television show. But it's just like, why does that sucker keep popping up? Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's, uh, I haven't read the book, but, um, and I haven't seen the show. Yeah. Because of the reviews. But I guess I should get around to, to watching it before we um, sort of finalize this year. Yeah. Yeah. Coming but, soon, uh, a podcast titled, So I Guess We Watched All the Light We Cannot See. <laughs> I, you know, I get into this thing where this is, and this is why we haven't watched, I haven't watched Sex in the City. I just get into this thing where I'm constantly looking at the newest show that's coming. And I just yeah. like, I'm amassing this list of, of older shows that I didn't get around to, like Fellow Travelers, like um, All the Light We Cannot See, Um couple of other things i'm gonna pressure you to watch fellow travelers the same way that that other two episodes uh carrie and brooke go to an aids flight like it's really important clarence (laughs) i do want to see it i just yeah haven't gotten to it that's what i think Um, the campaign should be (laughs) it's really important it's really important so let's jump to talk about limited series and i think i'd like to start by talking about what I have, at least on the Emmy tracker, the show that is in the what I think to be um, pole position here or in first place at leading at the moment, which is True Detective Night Country. Um, it wrapped a six episode arc uh, for its, was it fourth season? Third season? Third season. Fourth, fourth, right? fourth season. Fourth. Oh, that's right. Um, Ma- the, Mahershala, the Mahershala Ali season was the third. Um, it wrapped two weeks ago. It had the high. It was the highest rated overall season of the True Detective yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, uh, what's his last name? Pizzolatto. Pizzolatto doesn't like it. Doesn't like her, and is super pissed about the fact that she got probably that she got uh, picked to uh, to be the showrunner for season five. Um, that got picked up like real quick. Yeah, it did, and I. Th- I think it definitely had something to do with Nick Palazzo um, and being so Pizzolatto. Sorry. Thank you. Being so (laughs) vocal about how much he hated it and just constant, not he didn't, I don't think that he personally attacked, but what he did was retweet a lot of things or restate a lot of things, share screenshots of how people were very upset about the direction of the show. So let's put all that aside. Yeah, I wanted to be like, he has no business saying that when he did season two, which makes no sense. There are a lot of good things about that season, but I still don't quite know what to make of it. I I would like, I always say I'm going to revisit it, but um, I I also wanted to say that the fact that he was bad mouthing it and he's still, he's a producer on it still. So he's making money off of it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's incredibly tacky. 
Ugh, yeah, it's classless. It's classless. It's it's like it's we awful. can see you, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, you like think no one's following you. Like you, well, he knows people are following him, but it was just like you just even if you don't like it, just shut up. Just shut up and get take your money. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we think about the finale of Night Country? I'll kick it off. I there are a lot of things I liked about it. I was surprised that it was able to wrap up as much as it did. Um, mm-hmm. I, I personally could just spend an, I, I wish they would just do another season in this area. Cause I am just fascinated by the characters. I don't even necessarily need a murder mystery to be intrigued by this, the characters in the area and the, it's just fascinating to me. Like if they were just kind of solving petty crimes or whatever, but, um, I liked the way I do like the way it ended. I do think there were some gaps that needed to be filled in. I, I think one of the issues I had with the season, which, and I get what, why they, there's so many red herrings and I guess that's what you're supposed to have in a show like this. But I, it started to get confusing of like, wait, why is this guy, why did she pull this guy out of jail? And why is he, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a lot of, it was confusing, but, but overall, I think um, I, I really, I liked it. Like, I think that it should be in the conversation, I think um, Jodie Foster's really good. I, I almost needed more. I, I know that HBO wanted her to do another episode and she said no, but I, I kind of wish that there was more of a, like there's that wrap up of like, you know, what happens to Navarro and stuff. I, I kind of wanted to know, which I guess if a show leaves you wanting more, that's a good show. Yeah, that's a good point. I just, with me, I mean, I, they, I don't know. It, it, it felt, I liked the show overall. And I think a lot of that has to do with the chemistry between Jodie Foster and, um, Kelly Rice or Kelly yes, Reese. Yes. Yeah, she's great. Um, I thought that they were, they had great chemistry, even though they were at odds most of the time. Um, I in, really enjoyed their relationship. Um, I don't know that all the things made sense to me and I thought it was very strange to set up a show and, and steep it so deeply in the supernatural and a twin peaks like aesthetic and then to have it. Oh, you know, yeah, uh, I, I won't say what happened just in case people haven't seen it, but um, to have it end in a non supernatural way was very weird. It was a choice. Let's just say that. But then it, but then it, it has some possible supernatural elements of, it you know, did. Yeah. yeah, that we don't really know exactly what happened out there. Uh, I mean, we know we we know, but like why they didn't survive was it something else? You know, I don't know. There, right. there were a lot of questions, which I do like that it left those hanging. Even though I'm I'm with you on it, I I was like, oh, I kind of wanted something a little weirder, but yeah, it was I'm, pretty weird yeah. anyway. <laughs> I wanted I wanted there to be something more substantial in those tunnels than just a, a scientist hiding out and having built like this elaborate lab <laughs> in the ice tunnels. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know it it's uh, it, it was still I, a very good show. I also wanted to ask. Well, go ahead, Joey. I you go first, and then I have a question about the, what the scientists were doing. Uh, I liked it a lot too. I agree with the two of you. Um, I sort of, I, I kind of wish, and I, I feel like I rarely say this because I always say like people should make it tighter, but I feel like 
I was like, oh, this this wasn't eight episodes. This wasn't even seven episodes. Right. Um uh I did enjoy like season overall, how much it felt like a collective experience, and people were talking a lot about it. Um after the finale aired. It's not like hearing when you find out what happened um, at the end when all the women are talking together. It's not like I was just satisfied with it, but it was also just like, huh, that's not what I thought. Yeah. But okay. Um, especially going back when I started rewatching, when I got back into it, because um, I watched the last four episodes in like a day. Um and when it was just like last time on True Detective, just the image of the the <laughs> the frozen the corpsicle, <laughs> and then like I think it's the end of episode two when the corpsicle starts like screaming, and I was like, why? I want to take like sort of what that was and just like sprinkle it out a little through much more of the the season because I remember being like really like jarred by what that was, and then when I feel like when they go down into the tunnels. My first thing is like, wow, the production design of this. It's so he I'm really impressed with how he created a space for himself. Like I feel like Joey, probably... if I have uh if this gets nominated in the limited series at the Emmys, I'm going to make I'm gonna have for an Emmys dish where I just take a bunch of Barbie dolls, put freeze them in ice and put them <laughs> naked Ken's, put them in oh, God. the freezer and like somehow make that a meal out of it. I'll do something. That would be how people get ice for their drinks, but I'm giving you ideas for your Emmys party. Okay. <laughs> Are you starting an Emmys party? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just finalized the Oscar party menu, and that was, I feel like that was a lot of juggling. Uh, so, other than that, <laughs> no, I'm not. Congratulations. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a question about what, what, what were they finding down there that they were all so jazzed about that they like that the pollution was causing a permafrost that like that they could solve like something where they were going to discover something that would get to like save they the were, world. They were researching uh, some sort of ancient like DNA or something like that. Okay. Or some sort of organism. And the, the pollution was freeing up. was essentially making it easier for them to drill. I, I, I don't, I, to be honest, I didn't catch whether or not they were like saying, oh, it's global warming. And so therefore it's, you know, not as hard as it normally would be. Mm -hmm. um, but it was almost a red herring, to be yeah, honest. I also wonder if they were, if they were going mad themselves and whether they actually found anything. I don't know. My, well, my dad was like, well, Annie Kay shouldn't have been, or Annie Kay shouldn't have been down there and destroying their stuff if they were going to save the world. I'm like, she they killed her. <laughs> they beat her to death. Yeah. Her <laughs> boyfriend kills her. He was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I yeah, I wasn't True. quite quite clear. I'm like, and we don't even know what they're doing. They're just a group of men that we just that are just like, trust us, we're gonna save the world, type of thing. So when they <laughs> spoiler alert, when they when we find out what happens to them, I was like, Okay, good. Yeah. I was like, I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> and like you know, the first time that we see them when this, you know, incident happens, like the guy's trembling and stuff. Like, what caused that? Like, he was oh, yeah. sort of, uh, why did he do that? And who brought the tongue there? Right. Why was the tongue there? Right. Um, I, 
I definitely think Clark went crazy. That's why I, that's why I was kind of wondering how much were these men just stuck up there and going mad too. Yeah. But um I mean I do have it in in number 1 in the number 1 slot right now. I don't know whether or not it will actually win um but I I have it there because I I mean there's just so much buzz around it. There's so much support uh in in a lot of People circles. People like it, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for for the um the showrunner and and you know with the whole Nick P thing going on there. Um I just, you know, maybe oh, think oh. it's it's up there. Um, and I, I don't, some, oh, go ahead, sorry. sorry, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think something it has going for it is that it feels so different, even though it is kind of riffing on something where we know it feels really different it, to me. At least. It does. Yes. Um, I definitely think, uh, Jodie Foster is in contention for actress. Yeah. Um, and what, what, excuse me, what will be interesting is whether or not they run both of them in lead or if they decide to, um, run, uh, Kali in, uh, supporting. Yeah. Oh, they'll, they'll bother to supporting. There's, there's usually only five slots in there. It doesn't make sense because they're co-leads, but they'll, yeah. they'll totally do that. But she was, I would actually say she, um, for somebody who is, this isn't, an insult like an inexperienced actor like i was really impressed with her i was was, too mm -hmm. i was so like um i was like she's what was she a a a boxer a uh and i was just like Mm, she had fire yeah okay and i was like she hasn't just been doing this her whole life like she's so natural on camera i was so um she's great she was excellent uh i was surprised that Fiona Shaw didn't have more to do. Me too. Yeah, I was too. I saw uh, something on Twitter where they had like, did you see this, like a video of a poodle in snow? Yes. And they're like, this is Fiona Shaw. <laughs> the entire show. I was like, that's so accurate. Every time so you see accurate. her, she is outside. It's like, what the fuck? Well, and she's got, you know, the sight or whatever you want to say. I mean, she sees dead people and, and you yeah. know, it's like, just, just a, an attribute, I guess, at that point. <laughs> Yeah. Anytime, anytime I see Fiona Shaw pop up in anything, I think of. I'm assuming you've seen the Black Dahlia. Me? Dahlia. Either of you? It's yes. been forever. I mean, yeah, it's I've been a long, it. long time. So, like, she has that that thing where she's. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Spoiler for 2006, but like, she's <sighs> the killer in the Black Dahlia, and she has this like super unhinged, like De Palma approved like monologue where she's so over the top and anytime i see her pop up in anything whether it's true detective or even like killing eve or fleabag and i was like i automatically think of her from the black dolly and was like this is how far you can go she'll do it (laughs) come on she'll go there yeah (laughs) i just i wanted more from her character um i wanted to understand a lot more about her backstory yeah. Um, and then uh but I don't think um actually I I don't know the guy's name but the the one that the uh, the guy that played um what's his name? Hobby. Yeah, he was very good. No. No, no, no. no. Uh John Hawks' son. Oh. Oh, that kid, yeah. Yeah. 
I was, yes. I was like, he's going to die. I was like, they're going to kill him. I was, I was like, I hope that guy didn't watch Mayor of Easttown. He, they're going to Evan Peters him. I was waiting for it. And I was <laughs> totally like, just, I was like, just think about it. Fresh faced white dude with blonde hair working with an Academy Award winning actress. Who's a cop. It's she's going to get shot. <laughs> and that it didn't. No. Thanks HBO. All right, uh, let's go back and look at other series that are in contention. So um, I assume that we'll have five. Is it, is it five for limited series? Uh, yes, yeah. I think so. or, yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming we'll have five this year. Um, and uh, uh, there may be a sliding roll. Did they go to six? Did they force six? Uh, I don't I think so. I want to think they did somehow. Um, well, Gold Derby is, is predicting five. Okay. Limited series. All right. Um, so there we go. It's five. Yeah, the last one, two, three, four. Yeah, the last three years have all been fine. So we have a lot of things that haven't aired yet, including um, Shogun, which airs this week, The Regime, Apples Never Fall, Manhunt, Palm Royale, maybe a limited series or maybe a comedy series we haven't heard yet, uh, Ripley, Mary and George. Sugar, a drama series or a limited series? Yeah, we'll say it right now. I'm just checking. It's the um it's a drama. Drama. Okay. Yeah. It's a drama. Um, and then we have Franklin with Michael Douglas playing <laughs> Ben Franklin, which Oh my god, really? Yeah. How about like have Clarence you not seen the pictures? <laughs> Claire told me that. No. And I thought he was joking. And then he sent me a picture, and I was like, fuck you, this isn't real. Uh, and then we have The Veil, which uh, is Elizabeth Moss's uh, journey into <laughs> another show of her journey into madness, where she deals with some sort of murder. I, um, want, oh God. I want her to do like a Gary Marshall Valentine's Day movie. <laughs> That's what I want her to do. It would be uh, amazing if she did. Um, so... We're not going to count those because we haven't seen those. We haven't seen, I mean, we have seen reviews of Shogun, um, but uh, it hasn't premiered yet. I mean, I guess we can talk about that. But in addition to, so do we all think True Detective gets in to limited series? Right now, I would say. Right now, I say yes. Yeah. Um, given the broad reception in Screen Actors Guild, in, um, Critics Choice and things like that. I I also say Fargo is in. I don't think we have any evidence to say it's not in. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would agree with that too. Um, Joey, what do you think about fellow travelers? Um, I think it's it's well received enough that it's. And you know it got nominations at the Golden Globes and mm -hmm. SAG. Yep. Um, I think it's. I mean, my instinct is to say like they're not going to talk about homos with really graphic sex. Um, so I would probably say it's at like seven or eight. I think it's. I think it's enough of a combination of really buzzy things that people were talking about, plus like really important story with prestige that I don't think it's out, but. Uh, as of right now, I would probably put it at like seven or eight. Seven or eight, considering the other things that we haven't seen, or seven or eight, considering what's aired now? Because I think that's low. 
compared to um i would say if we're talking um if we're talking about just things that aired i would say it's in but i would say if we're okay like it gets blown out it's like yeah 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 yeah. i don't know what to think about capote versus the swans because there were a lot of ads when it came out but I, i i just haven't heard anybody talk about it like it's at all and when you hear people talk about it it's always just like wow this is really sad Everyone that everyone that I've talked to that is quote unquote like in the real world, like people that I talk to like at work and stuff, I told them I was like, Oh, you should watch this. This is a new show. And everyone has come back and they're like, I don't think I can do it. This is really sad. And I don't know if the the <laughs> I mean Ryan Murphy isn't directing any of it. I don't know how much the uh payoff it's gonna give you is if you're gonna invest in all of these actresses well i think i I can't decide if the fact that it isn't campy and that's what you 100 percent expect going into it considering the subject matter considering the um the producer i don't know if that hurts it or helps it um but certainly gus van zandt going back and directing i think uh you know having a name there that will you know i feel like he'll get in for something yeah i i i oh god i want to i want to like interview him so he'd be like i liked psycho <laughs> <laughs> i liked it when julian moore said oh i left my walkman <laughs> like let's talk about julian moore's shirt that's the whole interview that's, that's gonna be oh, um and then there megan there's your favorite and my favorite lessons in chemistry <laughs> which I would say wouldn't Nothing be in there, but it has it has shown up in every single guild. And it's so funny because I do think that people, it's a lot of people clearly have not read the book. And I, and I, because the people who have read the book I've seen have bitched about it. So too, it's like these two little <laughs> contingencies of people, but um, makes me feel like I need to keep watching it because I quit watching it. But, um, but yeah, I feel like, I mean, it's, um, I think was it Lewis Pullman and um, oh, I can't remember what her name is. Uh, the other girl who's been getting nominated everywhere who was from How to Get Away with Murder. She's they've been showing up places. Oh, Aja Naomi King. What's yeah. what's her name again? Aja Naomi uh, King. Thank you. And Brie Larson. Yeah, she has been too. Yeah. I don't think she's missed anything. Yeah. When uh, she had the opportunity. Uh, you know it. <sighs> Actress is going to be a, a bloodbath in this one because you've got Jodie Foster, Brie Larson, Juno Temple, Naomi Watts if they run her in lead. You've got uh, Emma Corrin, and then you've got Kate Winslet coming up, and it, it's it, it's going to be big. It's going to be a lot. Um, but I do think lessons in chemistry, considering where it's shown up at the guild, is probably is locked um, for one of the five slots. Weirdly enough. I'm yeah, actually I think, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so that gives us Fargo, Lessons in Chemistry, True Detective that are locked to really strong, we'll say. Then Feud, Fellow Travelers. Masters of the Air is not something that I liked. Um, I just found the pilot very slow. I have heard it gets a lot better as it goes, but it is a 10 episode limited series and I just didn't feel like dedicating that much time of my life to watching it. But uh have either of you seen any of it? No. No. 
And this is another one where I haven't heard that many people talking about it, which is really odd considering it's a buzzy cast, um, considering uh, Austin Butler's in it. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that, if that gets in because of the pedigree behind it, because it's Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. Um, yeah. Even people I've, who have liked it, when the reviews came out, even people who have liked it said it wasn't as good as, as Band of Brothers or um, their other show. Oh, the Pacific. Uh, the Pacific, yes. yeah. Um, I don't know where that information lived in my brain. But I mean, I'm glad you had it. Yeah. Then there's uh, another thing that we've seen so far that's gotten good reviews is Genius, the latest version of that. But Yes. Talk, talk about something that uh, has not made any kind of buzz whatsoever. They, uh, they, I feel like there was like no uh, promotion for that. Like I did, and then all of a sudden I turned on my Hulu and there it was. I was like, oh, it's out. Okay, great. And it is out, right? Yes. Yeah. They draw, I think they dropped everything all at once. I've heard good things. Like I've read good reviews about it, but I think, I think one thing that has against it is that, is there some fatigue with like the, the way they're, they're uh, approaching it is really interesting, but I feel like there've been a lot of MLK things to come out recently, a lot of interpretations of, of MLK, not so much of Malcolm X, but I wonder if there's like people like, well, I've seen this, you know? But I, the way I've um, heard about the way they approach it, and they include a lot of the, the wives that are included in it, too. And I heard there's this really good episode that's from their point of view. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think, though, you can't count them out, though, because they've always had it. They always get a nomination somewhere, right. especially in the acting. They've never missed. I will say, too, like the uh, the two guys that are playing MLK and Malcolm X, like, I'm sorry, Aaron Pierre looks great as Malcolm X, but I did not, did not at all clock Calvin Harrison Jr. as Martin Luther King. I agree. I agree with that. I th- I was so, I love Calvin Harrison Jr. I think he's a really sort of underrated actor. He came in yeah. with like Luce and Chevalier and all these things. And then, um, he, I, he's in waves, right? Yeah, he was in waves. Oh, he's, he's really so good, good in that. waves. And then I was just like, I remember when I heard about it, I was just like, oh, he's playing Martin Luther He's 29. He's playing Martin Luther King Jr. And then I saw the trailer and I completely forgot that he was playing him. Like, like, like not one of those, like when you see the, the picture and they're like, oh, the Oscar nomination incoming. But it was just like, I did not, it blew my mind that that was him. Yeah. And, and to Megan's point, this show has never missed an acting nomination. Yeah. It, it did. Uh, Aretha did not get series. Um, that one only got three nominations, but, um, so she Aretha in, right? yeah. was nominated. Yes, she was. So you may be looking at a case where it may not be the series, but it may be Kelvin Harrison jr. Or maybe junior or Aaron Pierre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I was thinking. Um, cause even Antonio Banderas got in, Jeffrey Rush got in, Cynthia Revo got in. So, I think I the don't... only thing, yeah, I think maybe the only thing standing because this is the first one that talks about two people, right? So sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, I, I, I was just going to say I don't think the field is as deep for actor. Um, so I think it's definitely a possibility that that uh, um, one of the two gets in. Yeah. 
Just depends on how they campaign it. And then, I mean, you know, we all loved uh, Murder at the End of the World. I don't see that getting him um, into into series. Maybe maybe Emma Corrin does into actress. It's only because I think it came out at the wrong time. I feel yeah. like if it were coming out, like, I mm. it'll be interesting. In maybe there'll be some sort of weird surge where it comes back or something. But because it's such a strong, really is a strong contender. But I think the only thing that's hurting it is really just the time. Right. Agreed. Um, I wonder I, if you would flip the releases of True Detective and the release of A Murder at the End of the World if we would be more confident on the release of Murder or the potential of A Murder at the End of the World. It was like, uh-oh, a short-cropped blonde woman running around <laughs> in snow. Trying to both, You know what? They're both good, but I feel like I might prefer Murder at the End of the World better. And that's I so, agree. That's, I never thought I'd say that. Like, No, I, I, I agreed as well. Yeah. I was hooked. I still think about that show a lot. I do too. And, and, um, Jodie Foster and, uh, um, Kelly, uh, Kali, uh, race are excellent, but Emma Corrin does something really challenging with that performance. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just more, I think it takes less leaps. It, it takes less big swings than true detective, but I think what it does, it does it better. If yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah. It, well, it t- it, you you kind of get all the answers, too. That's that's what's helpful. Well, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also have Expats that has premiered. Um, the Nicole Kidman uh, limited series from Amazon, I think. Yes. Uh, have either of you seen that? I have not seen it yet. No. Um, that one... Uh, that, uh, the reviews were good, not great. Um, 83 on Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic 73. Um, I think, you know, people obviously respect Lulu Wang, who directed it. Mm-hmm. Um, did she direct the whole thing? Yeah, she did. She directed mm-hmm. the entire thing. So that's, you know, um, the Emmys do tend to like a consistent vision um, yeah. when they look at stuff like this. But again, it's, it's, you know, especially considering something starring Nicole Kidman, I haven't heard a lot about it since it aired. Well, I also feel like, didn't it take forever to come out? Didn't it premiere at, like, a film festival a while ago? It premiered last year at TIFF. Okay. Because um, I remember it, like, it being like, oh, that's that hasn't come out yet, or that has come out, and... Yeah, it didn't. It premiered, I think, the first, I think Shadon saw it when we were, uh, when she and I were both there this past year. Um, but they didn't premiere the whole thing, obviously. They only premiered, uh, I think they only did two episodes. Uh, but okay. that was last um, September. And I, right. uh, I actually, because I was trying to watch a bunch of movies, I didn't know how long. I've never done a TV presentation at TIFF that I was just like, oh, that's TV. I can save that for later. And I think I couldn't get a ticket for it anyway. So hmm. This may be, I'm not going to count it out. This may be one of those things where it, it isn't, and it's not something that people run and watch immediately, but maybe they yeah. come back to it in like April or May in time for Emmy voting. I don't know. Yeah. I do think it gets a little bit handicapped because as much as I love their product, I don't think Amazon is very good at 
campaigning things that might need a little extra push. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously when they've got something that's undeniable, like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel or The Boys, they, you know, that, that just the product speaks for itself. But if something needs a little bit of care, like the Underground Railroad, <laughs> that, you know, yeah. it, 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 they're not great at that. Pride um, has only gotten uh, two shows in, in like the modern limited series era. They've only gotten two shows in a limited series, and that's Underground Railroad, Daisy Jones, and the Six, which is kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy to think about what they've had. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I think I, I would mention, and then I'll open it up to see if there's anything else that I'm missing um, that has already premiered, would be Griselda, the Netflix yeah. limited yeah. series with Sofia Vergara. It's been popular. I, I I believe I saw something that said it was it was one of the most one of the more higher rated things on Netflix. Um. I don't know that that gets in for limited series, but she may be a dark horse for actress. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Because I've heard lots of great things about uh, her performance, her kind of a career change, sea change performance. Very different than yeah. what she's done. Yeah, that's one I need to check out too. I will say also when the Modern Family... Um, reunion happened at SAG, and not to go back to SAG, but it was just like she looked really good. <laughs> like, and then I was like, Oh, I actually thought of you, Megan, during the SAG award when I was watching it live, and I don't think you were watching it. I was like, Megan would be so happy because none of the kids are there, none <laughs> of them. It was like all of the adults. I just remember for a while there was always they were always trotting out those kids the same way they do with the uh Stranger Things kids, yeah. who are now like yeah. 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> And in all kinds of trouble, apparently. Yeah, but, with the that new season, or yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll leave that one there. Um, boy, next Emmy season is going to be bonkers with all the stuff that they're <laughs> they're delaying or that right. is yeah. just filming right now and will wrap. I mean, it's going to be completely insane. Um, what else am I missing? I, I, I have things here in the list. Um, just to, to give you guys some ideas, certainly feel free to speak up on any of these. You've got Fall in the House of Usher. You've got um, Ashoka on Disney+. Plus. You've got The Changeling from Apple. Painkiller, which Uzo Aduba was nominated for something for that best actress at SAG, I think. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, two shows that are never going to get anywhere near limited series. Uh, Secret Invasion from Disney+, Plus and The Crowded Room. Oh, God. One of the worst reviewed uh, television shows of the year, apparently. That was the one with Amanda Seyfried and Tom Holland. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I forgot all about that. Not the one. That was the like, first well, thing gay. that aired on uh, first thing that aired in the beginning of the Emmy season. Like Lizzie's story. Oh right. Good old. Saw what happened to that. Um. I think isn't uh, Sandra O oh has a show. No, that's a drama. Never mind. Yeah, that's um, a drama series. Never mind. I saw some people talking about it online. Because you guys are wrong. <laughs> so um, if we go back to what we've got um, with limited series, we've got Fargo, we've got Lessons in Chemistry and True Detective in there. 
Maybe's feud, fellow travelers, masters of the air. And then I think the and and, and all the light we cannot see. I don't think mm-hmm. we can quite count that one completely out. Um, yeah, that's kind of like the yeah. top tier right now. Sorry, go ahead, Joey. I mean, if we're talking about like, we're going to talk about lessons in chemistry hitting everywhere. That was hitting everywhere, I guess. Globes and yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely, and unless like the, this crop of things that are upcoming and we can talk about that in a second, um, unless those things just all hit and there's just not a lot of room, then I do think you see, you start to see some things fall out, but I think three slots are pretty sewn up yeah, because as we know from experience, um, all the things that are put at the end of the year, they never always all hit. You know, what is a, I'm going to start predicting that there has to be a show that is going to, I would have to look up what it would be for this year, but for the last two years, there has been a show released by Hulu that is sort of, I guess you would say, quote unquote, sexy, um, that deals you know, has a decent sized cast and it gets in for, um, if not limited series, like a bunch of performances. Like I'm thinking of like a, a welcome to Chippendales. I'm thinking of a Pam and Tommy. Um, I was Mm. like, is there, uh, like little fires everywhere premiered earlier in the season? I think if memory serves me correctly, um, I could be totally wrong, but if, if there is a show that Hulu has like that out, um, maybe, watch out i mean i know that they have a a limited series coming up i think at the end of this doesn't really fit the quote-unquote sexy mold but there's a it has a big cast called we were the lucky ones that's based on a popular book um that has uh joey king and logan lerman that's about like um it's based on the book by oh god what is her name uh georgia hunter i think his name is uh that comes out at the end of march so maybe that's the show that (laughs) I get them for Hulu. And that's a limited series? Yeah. All right. I need to... I'm just looking. Um, you're right. I mean, there is always a slot generally carved out for Hulu. We were the lucky this is, th- Yeah, this is, a, this is a new two-season factoid that I'm just coming up with on the spot. Well, I think there's there's strong evidence to recent to support it recently uh we were the lucky ones i need to i'm just putting that in my list of things to add to the tracker when they come out yes, yes, yes. um so things that are coming up i think the biggest thing that's going to hurt feud capote versus the swans is not necessarily the tone but the fact that it's fx and fx is going to pivot everything that they've got to shogun yeah that show is so gorgeous i mean the the reviews are outstanding i mean you've got i mean they put critics screenings of it in theaters yeah um you've got you know time magazine calling it a cinematic masterpiece um that one is probably going to be the one to beat. You know, you know what really depresses me about thinking about FX and stuff, and, you know, we keep talking about, and this will probably be a thread that we talk about the whole time, this whole season, especially at the beginning. You look at the posters for Feud, Capote versus the Swans, 
and like if it's just the black poster with like even there's one of the women's necks being outstretched versus mm -hmm. the one where they're all wearing like the neck of a black swan as like a boa or an accessory and i was like your posters do not match the tone of the show that you're delivering no the commercials don't the commercials advertise it as the next real housewives or desperate housewives they call it they call that yeah that's yeah. what they say the original housewives so i mean and it 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 is not that show yeah. um i would say shogun is definitely in the top five based on what we're seeing right now i would think so i've seen one episode it's it's just so it's like it's 10 episodes it's like it's if everything lives up to what the first episode did i was like holy shit this is, this is coming uh i can see why they would want to put it in theaters um the regime premieres this weekend oh. as we are recording um uh, this could be really big or it could be a kate winslet thing i the commercial the, the trailers are all over the place have you both seen i know joey you've seen it megan have you seen the trailer sport yes and i agree i'm kind of like not sure if it's going to be like too in the weeds for some audiences like maybe like mostly me i don't know but i also will watch kate winslet read a phone book so yeah definitely check it out I think she's going to be great. I just, I'm, I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> she, doesn't, just, she doesn't get enough of an opportunity to do comedy because she can be really, really funny. Yeah. Um, what was the name of, oh goodness, there was that show, that limited series that came out a couple of years ago with Emma Thompson where she played like the prime minister and she kept getting elected and like the world was going to shit. Oh, oh, years and years. That it was, was so called? depressing. Yeah, it was so depressing. Every time I see a trailer for the regime, I was like, "Oh, this is what I wanted years and years to be." Even though it looks completely different, something about it. About I think it's the the that brief shot that you can kind of see. It's like shot from behind of Kate Winslet like addressing a crowd in a glass box. Right. Um. That cast though is insane. Yeah. Clinton. <laughs> Clinton and Andrea Riceborough and uh Russell uh no not Russell Toby's not in this one. He's in um Andrea Riceborough's in it. Yeah. Uh oh, yes, yes. I'm, he, I'm they did a um they did a movie together in like two thousand sixteen. Um a little period movie that I don't think anybody saw except me. Um a little chaos with her and him and Helen McCrory, rest in peace. Um, I'm excited. Matthias Schoenarts, I'm sorry. Hot as fuck. <laughs> I'm really excited about this one. This is uh, this one looks really fun. And Kate Winslet, like I said, like you said, Megan, I will also watch Kate Winslet read the phone book. I'll just watch Kate yeah. Winslet hold a phone book and right. just look She's at it without even yeah. speaking. <laughs> yeah. Um, Apples Never Fall is probably, is another Leanne Moriarty product like Big Little Lies and per, uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. But like, I think this is probably more on the Nine Perfect Strangers side of the fence. Did Joey, did you ever read this book? No, I feel like you told me it was bad. It is not right. a good book. Um, okay. 
I do say, though, that when I saw that, I guess you are kind of true. Like, this is what it's like what, with Nine Perfect Strangers, because I didn't know that that was what this show was until the, the title came up. And when that was like, ooh, Annette Benning, okay. And then the rest of the cast is so good. Yeah. Um, even though I was like, this is a stacked cat. What is it? Like Sam Neill and Allison Brie, Allison Jake Brie. Lacey. Like, like yeah. I'm I'm ready for that. Even though I do think um if I don't see somebody picking up an apple every single episode, I'm gonna be disappointed. Like this apple fell, but apples never fall. Like that's mm-hmm. what I want. That's what I want to happen every episode. You know, the 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 kind of the curse of, of Leanne Moriarty right now is all of her products, they're compared to Big Little Eyes, and they're not all murder mysteries. Yeah. Um, and I know that's what they tried to to turn Nine Perfect Strangers into. I still don't know how they're doing a sequel for that. I never finished it, but uh, maybe it's very different yeah, than the book. Um, I, I don't know if they actually turned this one into a mystery. That's kind of what... <sighs> expectations around her make you think this is going to be like a, you know, some sort of searing murder thing. And then it never, it, this one just actually didn't No Siri. I'm not talking to you. I said searing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. They, they said they had to make some changes. Um, so I'm not sure if they, the changes that they're talking about are changes in <laughs> location. Like when they, went from Pirui Beach, Australia to Monterey for Big Little Lies or if there's something deeper there. So it comes out in the middle of March. I'll watch it because I read the book. Um, Also coming out in the middle of March is Manhunt. uh, Megan, you saw, um, you interviewed the actors. I haven't seen any of it yet. I just interviewed the actors yet. Well, I've seen two episodes so far. This was next on my list. And... um, I will say it's very interesting. I did not expect Tobias Menzies to be the lead, but he's quite good. Um, he plays mm-hmm. uh, the Secretary of War, whose name is escaping me, under Lincoln. Um, my big problem with it so far has been I love Hamish Linklater. I think he's he's a fantastic actor. Um, I really loved him in Midnight Mass, but watching him play Lincoln with a modern twist and being one of the shortest people in the room, it just it ruins all of those scenes for me. Hmm. Um, but you know, it doesn't focus on him. Um, and I, I have more to go yet. But uh, Tobias Menzies is great. Also, fun story: Lily Taylor plays um, Mary uh, Lincoln, Mary Todd Lincoln. That, that's exciting. Yeah. I don't know if she has enough material to be in supporting contention or not, but uh, we'll see. Um, you talked about We Were the Lucky Ones, mm-hmm. Joey. Uh, Ripley. Ripley's one of the things I'm looking forward to the most out of this yeah. list. I'm, I'm like, I'm itching to get screeners for that. Like, I'm, I've resisted, like, sending somebody at Netflix I know like, hey. <laughs> I used to like really love uh I I mean Talented Miss Ripley is one of my favorite movies ever. Um it's just so ugh. I'm a little I'm I'm not to be rude, but I'm a little not bullish, but a little uh hesitant about the rest of the cast. 
Um, well, I was surprised that they, I thought this was going to be a, a different Ripley story. I was shocked that they were essentially remaking the talent of Mr. Ripley. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have, so it's Andrew Scott, it's Tom Ridley, Dakota Fanning as the Gwyneth Paltrow part, Marge, and then Johnny Flynn plays uh, Dickie, Dickie Green. Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, like, he was in, Green. like, uh, The Lovers, and he was in the new version of Emma with Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, I think it is going to... Un, it's going to be very difficult to unseat the chokehold that Jude Law had on every faggot that grew up when the talented Mr. Ripley came out. I think that's going to be very difficult, and I hope that he doesn't try to go for that. Um, but I'm a little more excited because it's direct. I think the whole thing is directed by Stephen Zalian. Yeah. Um, and it's it's being shot by um, Paul Thomas Anderson's like go-to cinematographer. And it's in black and white, oh, right? In black and white. Um, yeah. I'm super, 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 super excited for it. Same. You also have... Uh, April is a good month for you, Joey, because you also have Mary and George. That is a... That is a... Horny show. Have you seen it? Oh, that's right. You <laughs> did seen, get screeners. I've seen one episode. Okay. Um, I have, I only, I thought I, when they sent me the email, like, I'm so sorry, but the, the, I literally screened at my desk <laughs> at work. But maybe that's why they keep giving me stuff to do. Um, maybe that's why you're but, constantly uh, on camera. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. Um, I, I thought they gave me the whole thing. They only gave me three episodes. I've seen the first episode and it is, uh, I mean, it's, it's just, it's what you expect it to be. It's it, in the best way possible. Uh, the the guy from Red, White, and Royal Blue is is really good. I think he's doing something um, completely different than what you would expect him to do. I think so. And Julian Moore is in it, right? Julian Moore and all of the the biggest callers and fascinators that you have ever seen. Um. Like I'm already percolating as what kind of post can I write about chest or costumes? I need to do it before some other homosexual does it online. So <laughs> looking at you, Eric Anderson. <laughs> um, and then uh, what I have left on this list, and there may be things coming out in May that just haven't bubbled up yet, or they haven't decided to to promote them in May. Um, but we have Franklin, um, Michael Douglas playing Ben Franklin. <laughs> That is not a joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> that comes out. Uh, that's from Apple. That comes out in the middle of April on the April the twelfth, and then the Veil, um, which I've already mentioned, Elizabeth Moss's uh, murdery limited series. Um, so of that, I would say Shogun, and maybe Ripley to round out the top five. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Yeah, I think those probably have pretty good broad appeal. Um, there's a there's a not joke about Elizabeth Moss again, but there's like a quote from Will and Grace or Sidney Pollock is like, "Yeah, your mom and I watched that movie where Ashley Judd is running around scared in the town." Um, so that's what I assume every anytime someone's like, oh, Elizabeth Moss has a new project. She's running around scared in a town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Uh, anything else on limited series? We haven't gotten into the performances, but I think it's it's a bit challenging to do that without see, having seen so much. Certainly, Gold Derby has a lot of their predictions out there, so people can go and take a gander at that. No, Michael Douglas is not getting in for Frank. Sorry, people. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Just look at the picture. It'll make you giggle. We do have screeners for it, I think. What, I think we do. what network is it on? Apple. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's in there. I I just haven't clicked That's play there. yet. It's just kind of staring at me like a, a wart. It doesn't even have a <laughs> doesn't even have a poster yet, so I think you're I think you're safe for a minute. Yeah, there it is. Yep. It's uh eight episodes. There we go. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Oh, uh, they call it a limited series, comma, drama series. Ugh. Ugh. Are they going to come up with Franklin season two? Just to get it. <laughs> I keep thinking of, hey, it's Franklin, like the turtle. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I keep thinking of. That was a big, uh, big thing in my kid's household. And, you what know, if... the turtle lived in Elwood City, which is huh. where Joey and I grew up. Yeah. You know, the stupid thing about all this stuff, too, is that all they have to do is just say, oh, yeah, we're going to do a Ripley season two because there are, what, 10 Ripley books or yeah, something like that. So I mean, yeah, take it out of limited series because it's so crowded. Put it in drama series because you'll get a shitload of nominations in drama series and you may even win something. I mean, you know, the crown can't win everything. <laughs> I don't know. Um, one of these days, uh, the three of us have to step back into the the db uh the david benioff and db weiss world and talk about three body problem oh yeah well, so we do have that. screeners for that i probably don't if this is netflix i don't get yeah. those okay well netflix released them this week um, okay which i was surprised about because that's a big you know sometimes they kind of hold things back and certainly uh after the last season of game of thrones they have not been critical darlings they've been objects of ridicule mm -hmm. although they did, they have come out swinging already and talking about how hbo and uh and everybody's favorite villain um oh what's his name the the head of warner brothers um oh, yeah. know, the one uh -huh. that's <laughs> dumping all the movies um they blamed him for the they blamed them for the last season because they wanted to do three theatrical movies to round it out mm -hmm. Oh. And HBO said, no, no, no. Because it's not, I don't know, the quote was something like, it's home box office, not away box office. Ah! I love that. So, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I could easily see Netflix saying, oh, there'll be a Ripley season two, so we're going to make this drama series. Um, Franklin, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway... All right, let's jump to the flash forward to the media we're most anticipating in the upcoming week. And uh, Megan, we'll start with you. Um, I have started watching Resident Alien on Netflix. So um, I'm starting it from the beginning, and it's really great, and everybody should go check it out. Um, so I restarted that. Um, Survivor comes back Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, what else? The challenge is over. Uh, the regime, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm has been pretty good this se this season, and um, and I'm also gonna get around to watching J Lo's movie after I watched the doc the documentary about it, which is really good. 
Um, and that's about it. That's another thing that kind of came and went without, like I heard everybody talking about the trailer and then I, it was nothing and then, uh, but it's actually out. <laughs> yeah. The documentary is really good about it. Like I almost feel like they should have released a documentary first. Uh. Hmm. Uh, sorry, were you, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Were you done? I'm done. I'm done. I'm okay. Joey. Um, can I ask the two of you to give me permission to not keep reading the Truman Capote answered prayers thing? It's like, it's not even long. It's only like three short stories. It's like 180 pages, but I think the, I think you'd like drowned that fire that I have. Can I have permission to quit reading it? <laughs> I yeah. grant you permission. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, if only because you sounded exactly like him when you said, can I not read <laughs> <laughs> Um, I should feel seen by a short homosexual, but I don't. Um, I'm catching up on Oscar movies because I'm determined to watch them all again this year, which is very hard last year. I was very under the wire. Uh, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have 13 left, which is not going to be that hard. Um, so I'll pick one. I guess I will watch none of those. I will watch something. I will. <laughs> I'm going to watch. I'm going to try to catch up to something I haven't seen yet. Something that's in a conversation that we've been talking about because of all the shows that we've been talking about this whole time, I was like, oh, I should watch that. Oh, I should watch that. Oh, I should watch that. But I uh, probably can't pinpoint one. Uh, now, let's go with Griselda. I'm going to watch Griselda, guys. All right. You know, you've only got uh, less than two weeks to watch those 13 movies. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Come on. Um, for me, uh, Dune 2 comes out this weekend. Um, I, Dune 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a tumor. Um, it, uh, uh, there was a sneak preview yesterday as we were recording, and uh, I did not know about this. And so I went to buy tickets, and they were all sold out, and I was very disappointed. But um, I guess I'll go see it this weekend, and uh, I will report back, because I know neither one of you will see it, or at least not opening weekend. Um, TV wise, definitely. I'm, I'm back in to survivor. Um, yes. <laughs> for the first time in like 15 years. Um, welcome. <laughs> yes. Member berries are, are strong with me this, this year, <laughs> although not strong enough to make me watch American Idol again. No, there's a line. You mean, you mean idol as, as, as Madam Webb says. Oh, I saw I Madam Webb yesterday. Idol. Oh, you did. Joey, you I buried did. the lead. <laughs> Oh, I didn't want to. It was, that was the first movie in a lot. I can see how people would say that's like a fun type of bad because there was a lot that I laughed a lot throughout that movie. But the whole it's set in 2003 and within the first 20 minutes, uh, Dakota Johnson's like, I can't do that. I just want to go home and watch Idol. And I was like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> that was the first movie in about 20 years that I looked at my friends that I went to see it with. I was like, can we leave? There's only like 20 minutes left. Can we go? I don't care. I want them all to die. Um, <laughs> the characters, not the actors. <laughs> um, 
Sorry, go on. <laughs> Don't you know one of those screenwriters was like, what? It's 2003. What show was, was, was popular then? What show can she yeah. say she needs to go home and watch? Idol. Yeah. Idol. Um, I need to watch Shogun, so I will be watching that. That comes out uh, as we are recording, uh, or as you're listening to this podcast tonight on the 27th. Um, the Regime, which Megan had already mentioned, and I need to. I want to continue watching uh, Manhunt, which doesn't come out for a couple of weeks, but I have screeners for it. So, uh, and I'm still listening to this thoroughly uninteresting book, uh, The Mystery Guest, a made novel by Nita Prose. Um, that is uh, partially an interesting book and partially a completely annoying piece of trash. Mm, so, I love that. so does that cover it? Yeah. yeah. Let's get the hell out of here. So we are the three M's contributors, Joey Moser, Megan McLaughlin, and me, Clarence Moy. Thanking you for joining us, asking you to remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us, and I'll subscribe to our YouTube channel at Awards Daily and wish you a very pleasant tomorrow.